Hi, it's Jim Lundy, founder, CEO, and lead analyst here at Aragon Research. Today, we're going to be talking about enterprise video and its role in the overall digital workplace. Joining me today is Shelly Hyden, the CEO of Vbrick, an enterprise video provider. Shelly, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Jim, and it's great to be here. So I'm going to let Shelly tell you all about herself, but I did want to do a brief intro. Now, Shelly's been at Vbrick as CEO since 2014, and in that time, she's actually grown Vbrick into a market leader. And before Vbrick, Shelly was an EVP of Global Field Operations at Plateau, which was a leader in the learning market, and that company was later sold to Success Factors, which was then sold to SAP. Now, Shelly, while you and I know each other, can you provide a quick overview of both yourself and your company, Vbrick, so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better? Sure, Jim, and thanks for the kind words about Vbrick. So as you said, I joined Vbrick in 2014, and prior to that, I was one of the early employees at a company called Plateau, which is a, or was a learning management system vendor, which as you noted, was then sold to success factors and then sold to SAP. So I stayed on at SAP for a while and then got the opportunity to come over to Vbrick and pivot the company from a hardware company to a software company. So when I first joined Vbrick, we were still, the lion's share of the revenue was generated from manufacturing and selling video encoders, which was really Vbrick's heritage. And we decided we needed to really embrace moving into the software side of enterprise video. So we created and launched our, our flagship Rev platform in 20, early 2015. And then about the same time or shortly thereafter signed a pretty impactful go-to-market relationship with Cisco where we are one of their Solutions Plus partners. And in fact, we were named their partner of the year about three years ago. So it's been a really good relationship for us. Also rated a market leader by Aragon. So we appreciate that as well as some other analysts in our space. So we really have um, embraced and focused on bringing our, our cloud-based enterprise video platform to market. And we are in, we're headquartered in Herndon, Virginia, which is just outside of DC also have an office in North Haven, Connecticut. And then we do have employees literally around the world. So we sell in, in EMEA markets as well as the Asia Pacific market and, and North America. Well, that's fantastic. And I know we're going to be talking about a lot in today's podcast, but first, Shelly, I mean, we get a lot of questions about this and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how has Vibrick been doing during this COVID era of uh, remote work? Can you talk to us about how you've been coping with your, your company and your team? Yeah, I mean, since we're a technology company, we were fortunate that it was really easy for us. All of our employees already have laptops. So it really was just going home and working from home instead of working from the office. And, you know, some of us brought video endpoints home, but for the most part, it was you know, very seamless. And in fact, my R&D team, we measured their productivity or their efficiency based on story points. And in the first release after they started working from home, they actually were about 14% more efficient or productive than they were from working in the office. So, you know, on one hand, it's actually been, you know, to our advantage working from home. And, you know, we're, I think we're just fortunate that we were really already equipped from a digital standpoint to be successful working from home. So it really hasn't impacted you? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what, what the future holds for us, but it will, we won't look like what we look like pre-COVID for sure. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've had this, seen the same thing from a lot of our clients. In fact, uh, I've been actually working at our office as an essential employee because our corporate office is only 10 blocks from my house. So uh, I'm one of the few, but all of our other associates are working remote as well. 
So, you know, Shelly, I mean, this transformation of VBRIC from an on-premise to a cloud company, you've been doing an awful lot. It's noticeable relative to the growth, but can you, you've also added a lot of executives. Can you talk about some of the executive talent you've been able to attract to VBRIC over the last few years? Sure. So we, we brought on board a new VP of customer experience as well as a new, or actually our first chief revenue officer, both about a year and a half ago. And we added Annika Perona, and she's our, our head of customer experience. She really sort of shared my philosophy on how we need to embrace customers, you know, particularly when you're a SaaS vendor and your business is a subscription business, you really need to make sure that you're surrounding your customers and, and have empathy for them. And, you know, I think Annika really shares the same philosophy I have there. And she's added a lot of process to the team that was much needed and structure and really leaned into creating this world-class customer success organization. You know, that team is responsible for really making sure that our customers are successful with our products and continue to adopt them on a day-to-day basis. So that's been, I think, really impactful for us in, in delighting our customers and providing a better ongoing customer experience. And then Doug Leonard, we added as our chief revenue officer and you know, he really has up-leveled our entire sales organization and put in structure and process. I, I tell everyone 2019 was our year of process because, you know, we really spent a lot of time building these processes and adding tooling to allow us to really scale because, you know, without that, we would not be able to scale. So I feel like we've got an organization today that is really fit and suitable and ready to go and, and really successfully scale VBRIC to the level that we, we expect to scale to. Well, that's great. And besides remaking VBRIC as, as a cloud provider, you've been attracting new customers. Can you talk about any recent wins? Yeah. So a couple that I think stand out for me, one is the NIH. So they already were a customer via the National Cancer Institute. And when you know COVID first hit, NIH was tasked with coming up with a response or one of the organizations tasked with a response. And they needed to share that, you know, the plan with their employees first and foremost, and they didn't have a way to do that. And we were able to onboard them quickly in a matter of days. And the director of the NIH was able then to reach out and have an employee all hands meeting with almost 30,000 employees, which you know, previously they weren't able to do. So it's been, we provided a tool and a platform that has allowed them to stay in close contact with their employees going forward beyond just that first event in this critical time period when they needed to. So you know, for me, that felt, I like when our platform helps people do useful work. So that, that felt very useful. And then another one was Simmons University, which as you probably know, has a world-class women's leadership event that they've held, I think for the past 40 or 50 years. And it's an in-person event. And it was in, I think, March of 2020. And they obviously couldn't hold the event in person. So they needed to pivot in a matter of literally five weeks, we're able to take that from a in-person event to an all virtual digital event and pulled it off successfully. So, you know, that, I think that's a testament to their team and our team being able to work together very collaboratively. And since then, they've, they've used this sort of as a launching pad for rethinking how they're going to do events going forward with a mix of in-person and digital or virtual events. So, I think that's been exciting and interesting for us that we've been able to support some of these customers in, in this current pandemic. So that you're, you're winning new customers. What are some of the things that is attracting them to VBRIC these days? I think it's, um, it's a mix of 
the necessity, the need to be able to scale large scale video to whether it's employees or external partners or customers, but also our approach with analytics and AI and machine learning, where you can get more out of the video. And my head of product likes to say, we're not just a hard drive for video. It's about enriching the video, whether it's live video with things like Q&A and polling and the ability to chat during a live event, or whether it's video on demand and being able to use sophisticated analytics to actually do, you know, sophisticated searching of the video content. Uh, and I know that, you know, you've done a lot of work with partners. I know you mentioned Cisco and I know you're doing some work with Zoom. Can you talk about any of the other web and video conferencing providers that you actually provide the back end engine for? Yeah, so we have, we also have an integration with Zoom. We're on the Zoom marketplace. We're on AWS's marketplace, as well as a special area for their FedRAMP certified partners or vendors. We also have an integration with Microsoft Teams and a deeper integration or more functionality coming with our October release with Microsoft Teams as well. And still more work to do with Zoom. I mean, right now we can stream and record a Zoom meeting, but we'd like to be able to have the same level of integration with other partners that we do with our current Cisco partner, where we have you know, really tight, I think, interoperability with their entire collaboration stack. Cool. You know, one of the things we've been saying for years, I think you've been saying it too, but we're starting to see it, we think, with remote work and uh, what the enablers are. We think it's shifting from a voice paradigm to a video paradigm. And, you know, I've done some work in the past with healthcare workers and, you know, getting people to realize the benefits of video. Have you seen videos, one of the reasons for the uptick in demand for VBRIC overall? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've seen where... Previously, leaders and managers were able to, for the most part, you know, hold a, an in-person meeting or a conference and, you know, be able to interact with their employees just to, in the break room. And, you know, with the, the current crisis that's going on and people working anywhere versus, you know, mostly in the office, I think it's even more important that people stay connected. And video is, is really a great way to do that. I was talking to one of my customers the other day and she said, it's important for our employees to be able to see our CEO and to be able to react to body language, which you can't really get with voice. So I thought that that was kind of interesting that that was sort of, you know, their vision and they wanted to keep their leaders in front of the employees. If they couldn't do it face to face then being able to do it on video was the next best thing. Yeah. And building on that, you know, the other thing we've been seeing on, you know, over the last few years, you know, really for the last 12 years since uh, smartphones added cameras is, user-generated content. And it's not just about kids sporting events at home, sharing on Facebook. It's about, you know, people recording things at work and sharing them informally. But sometimes there's been resistance in the enterprise to that type of content. We think it's inevitable. And, you know, we, like I said before, we've actually helped some healthcare firms with sharing, you know, nurse procedure videos. Are you seeing this trend on user-generated video being more embraced in the enterprise? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 100%. One of my customers actually said, we're going to see video really explode in terms of user-generated content in the enterprise when the millennials are in management roles. And I think that day has happened. That day is here, right? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we see, I think one of the key reasons for an enterprise video platform and, and why it facilitates user-generated content is because 
you can curate it, right? You can decide and you can determine the level of, of access to it. So, you know, you can decide here's a channel and we'll just let everyone upload anything they want in this channel. And then here's a channel where we're going to be, you know, much more thoughtful around who can see the content and, and where the content can go outside of or if it can go outside of the organization. And the, the fact that you can have that flexibility, I think is important when you're a large enterprise, particularly if you're in a regulated industry and certain things matter a lot more in video content when you're in a regulated industry versus maybe a technology company like mine. Yeah, I, and you know, we, we are starting to see it too, but it's still gradual. And, and I think the other thing we've seen is just this huge uptick in collaboration uh, since COVID, not just video, but team collaboration for messaging with, with peers and things like that. And almost every video provider for meetings has seen a huge uptick. Zoom just had a huge earnings uh, revenue increase over last year's quarter. And, you know, people really want this interactivity and they crave it and they want to interact and they want to see people. So I think it supports all the things that you're saying, too. So one thing, as, it, as this volume of video grows, uh, one of the things that's always been an issue is finding and accessing video. And I know you talked about some of the analytics stuff you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about this uh, release you made last year that you called VBrick uh, RevIQ, your, uh, your AI offering? Yeah, so that started a couple years ago. I feel like it's been a couple years, maybe not that long. I started talking with our product management team about Amazon Prime X-Ray, which if you're an Amazon Prime user and you've watched one of their videos, if you're watching on a tablet, you can touch it and touch the screen and all of a sudden you get all this information about the content that you're watching and the actors in it. And I'm like, that'd be really cool if we could bring that same capability to the enterprise, but with you know information that is meaningful for the enterprise, not actors in a movie. And so that was sort of the genesis for our RevIQ module, which includes a feature that we call Pulse, which alongside the video has the video transcription, or it could be the video translation into another language. And it also shows the speaker. So it's using facial recognition and knows who is actually talking in the video and it can identify that person. So that to me provides, you know, a much more enriched experience for the video content and we're bringing that same capability to live. So in our next release, in fact, we're gonna have live video transcription and in future releases, we'll be able to do translation and facial recognition as well. So all of that makes it a much more engaging experience for the user. I mean, I, I've watched videos before and been like, hmm, I wish I knew who that was talking, right? And so you can, you can have that, that same experience that I had with Amazon Prime only with you know, appropriate information for enterprise video. Well, I'm telling you that I think that that feature alone is going to drive uh, usage uh, and demand because uh, a lot of people would like to see that kind of stuff in, in the enterprise, not just on, on consumer platforms. So you're doing a lot. And, and just, you know, before we wrap, can you talk a little bit about some of the innovation stuff you've got planned besides RevIQ for the you know next year or so? Yeah, so we're going to continue to lean into analytics and AI and machine learning. We think that, you know, that is going to continue to provide a better experience for our, our customers and, and their employees. We're also investing more in WebRTC, which right now we've got a content creation tool called RevCreate that requires you to download an application onto your desktop, which CIOs do not appreciate. Right? They, they would prefer not to have to modify a desktop image or allow a user just to download something. So with WebRTC, it's all browser-based. You don't have to download anything. So we'll be coming out with a content creation tool that doesn't require a download in the future. 
And we're gonna continue to lean into some of those technologies and also additional capability that will allow us to provide better support for some of the marketing use cases. So right now we're really optimized for internal video use cases, and this will allow us to really expand on that for some of the more marketing specific use cases. Because we feel like an enterprise right now shouldn't have to buy multiple tools for enterprise video. And we see that a lot, right? They'll have you know two, three, four, five tools and we can consolidate all of that into a single platform for them. Well, that is great. And Shelly, we know you're very busy and we wanna thank you for spending some such great quality time with us today. And it's very informative. For our audience and for more information, you can go to both vbrick.com as well as aerionresearch.com to find out more information about the overall enterprise video market. So Shelly, thanks again. And, and it was really great spending some time with you. Thanks, Jim. It was great talking with you too.